What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mood Lifters. We got Chris and Grant here today alongside me. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys? It's been a good week. I'm doing pretty swell. I missed you guys last week. Uh, you know, enough time to have a little bit of changes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the stash is looking very studly. So Thank you, sir. you, you can rock it, dude. I know Chris said mustaches are impossible to rock, but Grant's rocking it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys, how, how's you guys uh, past, I guess, past two weeks have been uh, in regards to nutrition, exercise, and all that stuff? Well, um, for, for me, it's good. But, but before I get into that, I just want to state just a fun military fact here. In the military, we were allowed to have mustaches, but it couldn't go past the corner of your lips. So like he didn't have that nice like little rounded feature. It was literally just like straight out to the side. And that's why I'm like, no one can pull this off. Okay, right? fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, but no, the last two weeks uh, has been pretty well, especially this past week. I've been I've been eating a lot healthier. I went to the grocery store, bought like $300 worth of like healthy food. Uh, and I just been cooking it, you know, and for the most part. Uh, a couple, I think like yesterday I ate out because I went out with some friends, but otherwise... It's been lunch, dinner, breakfast have all been home cooked and, and I'm enjoying it. I just, I feel better, you know, like and part of me, you know, gets that whole, like, ah, I don't, I don't want to go cook, you know, food. But then I know once I eat that food, I just, I just genuinely feel better overall, less sluggish and less tired. Definitely could see that. Also, it's like, it, you know, when you eat, start eating a lot more whole foods and, and you know, home cooked meals, um, <clears throat> the food like fruits and vegetables are like, for some, it's like acquired taste. And I mentioned this in a previous video that I'll post a little bit later, but, um, you know, having vegetables, they're not sexy when you're able to eat them consistently. You not only like them, but they also, you like the way they make you feel with mm -hmm. the nutrients, you know, and all that stuff. So, yeah. So like what I've been doing for, for breakfast, for example, is I went out and I, and I bought all the stuff. I pretty much take like a handful of almonds, put it in a bowl. I take a handful of granola, you know, put it in a bowl. It's like honey granola, so it's like a little flavoring. Uh, I take a banana, I chop it up, put it in there, and then I take uh, like two or three just spoonfuls of, of Greek yogurt, mix it all in and eat that for breakfast. And and like it's solid. It's much better than when I was eating like cocoa puffs or, you know, nothing at all, you know, kind of thing. And then it also kind of helped negates the fact that I don't have to eat eggs every day for breakfast. You know what I mean? I, I can change it up with something different. I'm a huge fan of the Greek yogurt. I love that mix. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, what, what I've been doing with my veggies is like for lunch, I'll cook like chicken, rice, uh, veggies and whatnot. Uh, and then I, I started having like uh, like just a just a couple spoonfuls of like baked beans on the side because I love I love me some good, you know, home style baked beans. And then I'll just eat the broccoli, the steamed broccoli and the asparagus and whatever else, you know, just with the baked beans. And it kind of just it, it helps with the taste. You know, what I mean, I'm yeah. not yeah. saying, you know, veggies taste terrible. But it's just, you know, it just, it gives a little, a little flavor, you know, a little mm -hmm. something. And, and I've been, that's how I've been rocking it. Like I was telling you guys before the popcorn seasoning for me. You yeah. Get, yeah. Right. Uh, those, uh, that kernel seasons, popcorn seasoning, you throw it, it's like ranch flavor. You throw it on top. You could throw on rice and veggies. It tastes like ranch. It's uh, I'll get rid of that. If you, if you don't like the, cause I, I personally don't like the taste of broccoli. But uh, I know I know Grant probably resonates with this, but the taste of Brussels sprouts tastes like Brussels sprouts to me taste incredible. So like uh, those are like the most bearable for me. But broccoli, I have to throw some ranch or like the popcorn seasoning ranch on and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But yeah, like, like, like I had a couple of salads this week, and and what I did is is I went out and I bought like three or four different salad dressings just to try them. I got like French ranch. Uh, I found like a Hawaiian pineapple one. Uh, and I just taste it out and be like, okay, I like this. I don't like this. I like this one more. And then, you know, I just started, you know, putting that stuff on there and, and making my like chicken salads and it was pretty good. Nice dude. What about you, Grant? Oh, my past two weeks have been different. <laughs> um, like I said, a lot of changes have been going on in my life recently. Uh, started this new job this past week uh and i've had to basically like shift my whole like life around it now because i i've shifted from 
you know, waking up at the same time every day to having to wake up way earlier in the day. Uh, and that's kind of thrown off like my whole setup as far as like, okay, wake up, take my medication, wait 45 minutes to an hour and then go downstairs and cook a meal. And if I were to want to do that same thing, I'd have to be awake at 4 a.m. in the morning and be in bed at eight or nine at night to, to make that work. And it's just like, I'm not, I'm not a morning person at all. I'm a grumpy Gus in the morning. I am a night owl. And it's, it is very frustrating for me to like do all that shifting. So what I've been doing as far as uh, my, my eating, for these first couple of days working at this new company is like, I've been eating out a lot, unfortunately, but I recognize it's like, okay, this can't be, this can't be my, my routine. I need to start mixing it up. I need to change it. So I said, okay, let's sit down. Let's come up with a plan. So I started ordering now that I've got some actual money coming in. I started ordering, um, a lot of the foods that I used to help me when I first started on my journey. So like that, uh, that protein cereal, I told Tony about, I bought seven boxes. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a hundred servings. So I'm going to take two of those boxes that to, to work with me. And I'm going to have those for like a breakfast thing. I bought some, uh, some like protein overnight oatmeal that I can just make the night before and grab it out of the fridge and have a, a high protein breakfast, you know, start to my day without being like, okay, let me drive. And then, oh, look, on this street, there's a McDonald's, a Jack in the Box, and Carl's Jr. They're open at 6 a.m. I can just pull in real quick and grab something to eat. And then I eat it and then I feel like crap. because I'm like, oh, I just ate a bunch of disgusting grease. And that's not the good way to start your day. I need to, you know, get this protein situation figured out. So I'm and then uh, after we wrap up the call, I'm going to go to my local GNC. I'm going to grab some protein powder to even give that that morning oatmeal even a little bit more protein kick um, because I'm wanting to really start making more progress. Uh, I didn't really make any progress from June to July, unfortunately, just from the stresses of you know what my life's been going through right now. Um, but I have remained stagnant, which is a lot better than gaining. <laughs> um, but I'm making the moves that I need to make to start making the progress that I'm wanting to see again. Um, and that is what I'm just kind of set my sights on as far as that goes. Um, and we could talk a little bit more about that when we start talking about the nutrition stuff that works for each individual person. Hell yeah, dude. Love to see it. I mean, even, you know, even if you say that you're stagnant, you're making the moves, like there's some big moves coming along. And I really like the fact that you, you, when you were talking about how you have to make that life, the lifestyle change and the adjustments because of the new job opportunity and stuff, this happens to so many of us. And the fact that you were able to like, you're like, oh, I know this is, if I don't have these food options, I'm going to go towards the fast food. Uh, I have to get this taken care of. And you like jumped immediately on it. That's, that's very strategic in a good way. Like it's a very strategic way of choosing the healthier food options compared to the unhealthy food option. I love it kudos thanks man thanks yeah I, I try to sit ever since the start of you know this past august from the start of my weight loss journey my my approach to it was always strategic i i'm i'm a planning kind of guy i don't like surprises and i i i just do what i gotta do in order to make it work and you know like you said i be through through the trials and tribulations of what the journey's been like so far i can I've learned to recognize that pattern of like, if I don't do that, if I don't do X, I'm going to go down Y's path and Y's path is going back up and going back to those really bad habits of, you know, uh, oh, coworkers are talking about Cali tacos. Let's go get tacos and burritos instead of being like, no, no, I'm going to eat a bowl of protein cereal. I'm going to have 360 calories plus 40 calories in the almond milk and that's my lunch and that's 40 grams of protein you know i can count my macros i can do the scale thing rather than saying like oh let's go grab a burger and fries and being like how much did i just eat probably 1400 calories crap <laughs> so yeah i just try to plan it out man and like that just seems to be the thing that most people really need to figure out like once they start is like figure out your plan, find the things that work for you and just plan around it. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was going to say too, like uh, one, it, we can actually get into like the nutrition hacks that can essentially help us. And one thing you basically told me that came to realization just at the thought of it is like a lot, a, a lot of it is starting your day off with some protein and you have a pretty good amount of protein, 40 to 50 grams is a pretty solid amount to start your day off strong. Um, protein is one of those macronutrients that helps us stay full for long periods of time. So it sets the tone for a damn good morning. That's why I'm like, so like, um, when we talk about breakfast and stuff, I love the fact that we're jumping into the healthier options like Chris has with like the Greek yogurt and stuff. And that's, that's how we should do it. You know, if we're going to have like eggs, like, let's say, for example, we're going to have eggs and stuff. We definitely want to add some egg whites to it because, you know, liquid egg whites, because you can add a lot more protein to that compared to regular eggs, which has, you know, extra grams of fat and stuff. And then, you know, those calories add up. So if I have four or five eggs compared to a cup of egg whites, the grams of protein are going to be different. Whereas like the cup of egg whites is like 25 grams of protein. One egg is around six grams of protein. So one tip I recommend, start your day off strong with protein. You can get a protein powder, mix it in oatmeal. You know, that's an easy, or even protein cereal, mix in the, <laughs> mix in the protein cereal for some excess amount of protein. And uh, with the almond milk, I guarantee you, it'll start the day off strong and you'll feel very satiated and satisfied from it. Yeah, when I uh, when I was doing like my highest protein counts in my days, like when I first was starting and I was trying to hit like 400 grams of protein in a day, I would do like my protein cereal. So like two servings is like 40 grams of protein. And then I was drinking these like these Fairlife protein shakes that came, you know, pre-made. And if I was like, if I was feeling like, man, I really want to just really bulk up this protein, you know, meal. I'd be like, you know, I'm not going to use almond milk. I'm just going to use the milk, the, the shake. <laughs> I would use that and have like a 80 gram snack or 80 gram meal, excuse me. And uh, very satisfying, very satisfying feeling for that one, for sure. <laughs> and I know like 400 seems like a lot, but uh, Grant, you're a tall guy. So <laughs> you're definitely going to need a lot more protein compared to other people. Even if you shoot like around, for most people on average, if you shoot around like 200, maybe even 180 at times, people will be satiated for a long period of time. Um, most of the time people, if you look at like the recommended daily allowance of, um, or daily intake of protein that I've seen on a lot of stuff is like, oh yeah, you're okay with 80 grams of protein. And in my opinion, that's not enough if you're living a super active lifestyle. And uh, if you wanna stay full during a diet or satiated during a diet, so you don't like binge eat and stuff, it's good to have like a good amount of protein. And I say a good ballpark is zero 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. And that will probably equate to like one to two palm servings of protein per meal for like four to six meals. And that's a very good ballpark for pretty much everybody. But obviously, you know, if some people need more, some people need less, and it's just trying to find what works best for you in that regard. Chris, did you want to add to that? Or you have any other nutrition tips that you would like to give that have been helping you on your journey? Um, the, the biggest thing I, I think that's been helping me for nutrition wise is, uh, I don't, I, not that don't take it too seriously, but it's like, don't, don't take yourself too seriously. Right. You know, it, it's, it, don't be miserable on the whole thing. Like one thing that I do is I, I love me a good Starbucks drink. Right. Um, but Starbucks costs eight bucks, a, eight bucks, a, you know, a glass and, and it's not super healthy. So what I started doing is to get like that Starbucks, you know, fix in the morning uh, out of the way. I I just started doctoring up my own coffee, you know, just a little bit more. I just added, basically, I just took the dull whip, you know, whipped cream, and I just added like a little bit of whipped cream to it and, you know, stirred it in. And that did it for me, right? And so that was, like, that's something I get to look forward to in the morning. And then at the end of the day, I just have a couple small spoonfuls of ice cream, like nothing over the top, you know, and it's just like that, that little bit of reward, you know, and then I realized that once I started actively doing that consistently, it was much easier for me to stay healthy throughout the day. Because during the day when I wanted that, that carb and I wanted that sugar, it was just, I, I knew I had something to look forward to, you know what I mean? Oh, no, you don't need it now. We're going to get our thing tonight, you know? And then it's like, by the time the nighttime came around and I got my couple scoops of ice cream, then it's like, all right, well, uh, you know, that was good. I don't need any more. And then if I did want more, it's like, well, I got my coffee to look forward to in the morning. You know, so yeah, just I like that. Yeah, it was just that something to look forward to. That's a, that's a very good tip. I, I like that a lot. I've had diets where it was like, even if I, 
I, I say that like you want to limit processed foods from your house, but uh, I had diets before where I, if you have the willpower for it and it's like you can open it, like you open up your kitchen cabinet and you have a cook, you have a box of cookies and it's like, all right, one cookie a day, boom, boom, that'll, yeah. that'll satiate my appetite. And if you're able to stick with that, that's a very like, that's something that you should kind of uh, capitalize on, really focus on because you probably see the best progress from that because you're not restricting, you're not completely getting rid of the indulgences you want they're there and they're a part of your life. And I really like the fact that you're executing on that pretty well. Yeah, and it just makes it so much less stressful Yeah, as well, yeah. you know, because then it's like, all right, well, I don't, I don't feel like I'm restricting myself as much, you know, when I know I can, when I can get this, you know. And it's one of those things too. It's like this, to some people, this may seem unconventional, but in my opinion, I think this is the best way to go about your weight loss progress, uh, having a lot more flexible diet. Um, there's a research that supports, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but there's research that supports that if you have a more flexible, people with more flexible diets compared to like the more rigid diets, um, they tend to see the best progress. Now, obviously there's going to, it's different for everybody, but a flexible diet that you can adhere to, that you can indulge from time to time while keeping everything else in check, I feel like you're going to see the best progress in the long term because of it, because you're able to stick to the diet for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. And, and something to kind of go again with what we've been saying a lot before is just the baby steps, right? Like I was recently on a coaching call with, uh, with, with one of the coaches um, and she was telling me about mindset and it was like, Hey, it's unrealistic for you to go from a mindset of, the internal dialogue of I hate I hate myself I'm worthless to I love myself and I'm I'm the best person in the world right and it's like it's it's unrealistic to say that you just jump to that mindset because you can't maintain it right so you got to start with baby steps to work your way up to that and it's the same thing with dieting and exercising it's it's unrealistic for you to say hey I'm going from eating pizza every day and drinking you know a 12 pack of soda and doing all this unhealthy stuff not working out to, hey, I'm going to be a fitness guru and I'm working out, you know, three hours a day, six days a week, eating all this healthy stuff, you know, so if you can just do these small things uh, along the way, then you can slowly change it. And I agree with that. It's like uh, a lot of us try to jump on these extremes, but very few people can successfully do an extreme. Yeah. Like if it's like life threatening and they're like, oh shit, I can't do this anymore. Extreme works, right? Yeah. But like for most people, it's like small steps, small adjustments. Like we did when we started, it's like, you're like, I can't get rid of these sodas. Okay. Then we'll just moderate the sodas. And then mm -hmm. since then you've kind of done the moderation for most of the stuff. And um, I'm pretty pumped for you because that that's how the progress is made. And then once you do this consistently and you start to see the weight loss results and it keeps piling onwards, you guys are going to crush, like just going yeah. about the process. Dude, I agree. And I think another thing that definitely helps is challenges, right? Like one challenge that I recently signed up for is the filthy 50. It, it's uh, 50 push-ups, 50 sit-ups, and 50 pull-ups uh, a day for 50 days, right? Now, uh, it, anyone who looks at me knows, hey, I can't do 50 pull-ups, right? I can't even do one pull-up at the moment, right? But I know that if I at least give it a shot and I'm doing my 50 sit-ups and like my 50 push-ups, even if they're like on the knees, and I'm doing like 50, you know, I don't know, like things where like you're holding onto the wall and pulling yourself up. Uh, and if I just stick to that and do it, I'm going to be much farther along in my fitness journey in 50 days than if I just didn't do it at all. And even if you do have those days where you don't hit the 50 or, you know, you didn't do it at all, you know, or, you know, you, yeah, you didn't do it at all. It's just, you're still gonna be much farther along. So I, I think it's, it's a balance between baby steps and goal setting and challenges that needs to happen. Definitely is. And that consistency and even working towards that consistency, especially at the start, like movement of any of the sort that's deliberate, like outside of what you typically do, it, it's going to give you some progress. Like it, it can be, you know, a daily walk. Um, obviously that walk can turn into a run. That run can turn into a gym session where you're going lift weights. You know, it just, just got to start. You got to start with something, build your way up and take those small steps to see the massive results over time. Yes. And I know, I know it's so easy to like, you're like, Oh, I want this in like 30 days, but why would you want Like, why do you want it in 30 days? Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, do you even know how long it's going to take? Most of us don't. 
So it's important to take it step by step and day by day. And if you see start seeing progress, continue with that onwards until it starts to stall, then make adjustments over time. And then that's just that's just how it is, man. That's really how it is. Yeah, it, it's like I, I come the way I compare it is like to those, I don't want to say get rich quick schemes or anything, but it's like when people are like get rich, like, oh man, if you invest in this stock right now in 30 days, you're you're gonna be a multimillionaire. Or if you buy Bitcoin right now in two months, you're gonna be a you know multimillionaire, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, if you, if you understand that it's going to take five to seven to 10 years to get like to a multi-million dollar, you know, thing, if you work hard and you do a business and whatnot, then why can't you put that same mindset to fitness? You know, Hey, I understand it's going to take me a year, two years to get down to 300 pounds, you know, or, or whatever it might be, you know, just understand that it takes time and then to just go with, go for the long haul. Stop, don't, you know, don't look for the short terms. I will say too, one of the hardest things I had to come to conclusion about, especially on my fitness journey, was that I should enjoy every single workout session. It's like mm-hmm. the hardest thing for me, like uh, my first few years of training, because I wanted to be, oh, I wanted to be this buff bodybuilder guy. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the next uh, uh, Steve Cook, for example, if you know who Steve Cook is. And like, it's one of those things that people like that, took decades to get there you know mm-hmm. and like for me to think it's going to happen in a couple of years i'm i'm crazy you know <laughs> but what i can really do is just like look at my entire workout session and just take into consideration that every single time i do this i feel better i get stronger you know i feel mm-hmm. a lot healthier i feel a lot happier and if you if you really dial in on that and just focus on that consistently you're going to see the results over time obviously it's important to look you know try to set some goals and stuff, but it's not, I wouldn't want like most of my clients, for example, to set 5 billion goals that revolve around, you know, physical activity. Oh, I want to get this. I want to get this. I want to get this more. So like, I want to work towards this goal. What are the steps I need to take to reach this, this goal specifically and just embrace every single day. And and every single day is like, oh, I got to get my nutrition. I got to get the, you know, my fruits and vegetables in, I got to get my protein in all that stuff. And you just take it day by day. You're going to see the results over time. And it, and it, it, it's not sexy to say it doesn't happen over, like it, it's not going to happen overnight, but days pass pretty quickly. And 30 days from now, if you do it consistently for 30 days, you're going to see some form of progress, whether it's like a mindset thing, whether it's like muscle growth, whether it's fat loss and so on, like something's going to happen. It's inevitable. Even if you don't see it now, it's brewing in the process. But the fact that you're able to stay consistently and you're doing these things and monitoring how you feel every day by doing these things, I think those that's the most important thing. And like every single time I go in my gym, I enjoy every single workout. I try to enjoy every single workout session at least. But like uh, there's some days where it's rough, but I'm able to get through it regardless. And I feel good afterwards because I'm like, today was a bullshit day, but the workout wasn't too bad. Like I feel good after this workout session. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, here's on to the next one. And then just repeat that process. Yeah. Enjoy. So enjoy the journey, not the destination. Exactly that. Exactly. Summarize, simply summarized. (laughs) (laughs) No, for, for sure. 100%. Because it's like, I feel like if you're focused on weighing yourself in every week and you're like, oh, I didn't lose my two pounds. I only lost half a pound or I gained a pound. You're going to be a lot more stressed out than if you just, continually do what you know to be right and then just enjoy the process you know and then not worry about the scale or what other people think and then before you know it they're gonna be down two shirt sizes yep and i i say this to like i've had clients in the past that freak out about the scale weight so much and one of the things i always tell them is like the most important measurement of progress is the front and back photos you have of yourself like Every couple of weeks you take, take those photos and then you start to see the weight dropping off. And I'm like, that's more important than the weight on the scale because the weight in the scale doesn't take into consideration stress levels, how much sodium you eat, um, muscle gain and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like, don't worry too much about the weight, like on the scale, worry more so, or focus more so on how you look, you know, after a couple of weeks, if you start to see the weight coming off, you start to see the fat coming off. That's a good sign, bro. That is a right. really good sign, you know? One hundred percent. What about you, Grant? What are you thinking? Overall, thinking about what I want to have later today for food. 
I'm thinking about what I need to what I need to go to the grocery store and get as far as like vegetables. And, you know, I'm I'm putting some like uh, I've been like watching like Facebook Reels and saving saving the like the healthy uh, healthy recipes and with like these crazy high macros. I'm like, well, I want to try that. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like do I really want to add Greek yogurt as like a sour cream replacement? I've never like heard of that before, uh, but I've been seeing a lot of that lately. Um, I just recently tried like a new rice alternative called right rice. I don't know if either of you have heard of it. No, it's like, it's like, it's like this really high protein rice. It's, it's, it's got like a, it's got like a rice base, but then it's got like a bunch of different, like, uh like chickpea flour and stuff like that okay. that's like used to fortify it even more so it's like it's like 10 grams of protein per serving damn for rice <laughs> and it's like and then like the the carb count is a lot less than normal rice and i had some of it last night with my dinner we had burgers with some sweet potato fries and a little bit of that rice and it was a freaking killer meal <laughs> but you know, just, just kind of wrapping my head around like what it is I need to do to, to start making those, that progress again. Cause like, I'll be honest, like not making any progress stressed me out a mm-hmm. little bit this past month, you know, getting on the scale every day. And, you know, like I, I know what you'd said as far as, you know, don't worry about the scale, but the scale has been, like I've said before in previous episodes, the scale has been the only solid factor from my beginning journey when I wasn't seeing the progress in the mirror because some people when you're like big like me you get that like that body dysmorphia of like you know even if I lose another 100 pounds I'm still most likely going to see myself bigger than I actually am and people will say like oh my god you're doing such a good job I'll be like "Yeah, yeah I'm doing okay but I can at least use the scale to know like okay I'm down 120 pounds. Like we're kicking ass. We're taking names. The stress doesn't have to be super freaking stressful. We're doing what we need to do to make the progress that we want to make, to get where we want to be. And that's okay. And, you know, like we, like you guys had specified a little bit earlier, it doesn't happen instantaneously. In an ideal world, you could snap your fingers and look the exact way you want to look, the exact hair, the, the, you know, the, the proper facial hair and all that, all those things that people want to happen instantaneously that just can't possibly happen. It takes time. It takes diligence. It takes attention to detail. Uh, it takes a shit ton of willpower. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's only up to you to make the decisions to go in the direction that you want to go. And if you're not ready to go in that direction, that's okay, too. Time isn't gonna always be on your t- on your side, but you have it right now. And so that's kind of what I'm seeing is like, you know, I've spent this last month doing a lot, having a lot of shit change, like so much stuff change for me. I was, I started this journey just doing school, you know, coasting off of the school money so I could focus on my, my health, passing my classes. And then I had to shift from, okay, wrapping up, still doing school, still, and then picking up three jobs and then trying to figure out like, man, three jobs aren't paying all my bills since the school money right now. I'm having to figure out like, what am I going to do now? How am I going to pay for all the stuff that I'm trying to need to pay for? Because, you know, food costs a lot of money right now. Gas costs a lot of money right now. Bills cost a lot of money right now. You got to be able to, to put the food on the table to make. I mean, I guess I could go the the homeless route and just not eat and be miserable <laughs> but nobody wants to do that but yeah that's 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 just kind of what i'm thinking about recently is like all the things i need to do to get to where i want to go and now that i'm slowly starting to adjust like i'm still not adjusting like this waking up at 5 a.m thing like today and yesterday, I was like, no, I'm sleeping until eight. I'm not, I'm not getting up at five. 
but I'm going to eventually shift my schedule to do that so that especially on the weekends, I can get up and get some, some good exercise in and still have the rest of my day. Um, like lately it's been, you know, I'm sitting in front of a computer for eight hours and I'm like every hour and a half, I'm like, I need to get up and walk. Like sitting here all the time is killing me. So I get up, I do a little walk around the office and I try to move a little bit more and I'm not, I'm not hitting the steps that I want, I need to be hitting. And it's like, I'm conscious of that, but my brain is just so dog tired from mm -hmm. everything that I'm trying to, they want me to do all this training in eight hours a day and trying to get all this done as soon as possible. And then even after that, they're sending me somewhere else to do more training for like a month and a half or two months for that. Um, and it's just, a, it's a lot of change and it's, it's a lot of opportunities to step up to the plate and swing. You know, a little baseball analogy there. <laughs> um, a lot of, the, one of the biggest things when I was a kid in baseball was like, you miss every opportunity that you don't swing on no matter what. So if you try, if you at least try, you have either have the opportunity to get the hit or swing out. Um, and a lot of people make the decision to hold back and not make the swing and they're missing out on a lot of potential opportunities to to get where they're trying to go or to get where they want to go but the fear of change and the fear of you know i don't know how that's going to be for me it it ends up being like a like a weight around their ankle and it prevents them from making any kind of real significant changes in their life and uh yeah i just hope these next couple of months we get to see some really good progress uh, and that we can we can be that kind of solidifying force to say like you know change doesn't always have to be fearful mm -hmm. and change can be good change can be bad but you'll never know until you try definitely that's just what i've been thinking about <laughs> some deep philosophical thinking i love it um i was gonna say too is like you know regardless change is a constant it's constantly happening so it's like you either can uh focus on the the changes that can better yourself or if you're fearful of those changes some other sort of change can you know occur like other things are constantly happening in our lives so it's one of those things where especially in your scenario right now where uh, you got so much going on, it's okay to do those small, like take a step back and take those small steps. Even Chris did it, you know, during his uh, mission to travel and, you know, from Hawaii and stuff. He's like, I have to take a small, a few steps back, but he was still doing what he could, you know? And um, as you guys know, don't be too hard on yourself when that happens, because, you know, this, this kind of stuff always happens. When I was going through that big transition period in my life with, with the, job, the multiple jobs and stuff, I try to figure out, you know, how to eat better and stuff like that. But there was times I was eating like shit because I just needed food and just needed to get going. And I knew that over time, once I got the hang of the, and the groove of all this stuff, I can make better choices over time. But in understanding that the change is, you know, change is constantly happening. You can make those small adjustments. And then once you get the hang of it, and once you go through the trainings and you get the groove of the trainings, you're ready to get stuff and you have that consistent schedule and things just seem a lot more instinctive for you to handle during your day-to-day -day job. You're able to like, all right, let me fit this in. You know, let me try this out. Let me try this and see if it works. And um, just be patient with yourself in that regard. You know, um, this goes to pretty much everybody that's in this. Just take the small steps. Be patient. Don't be too hard on yourself if things don't work out. There's always tomorrow. No, and, and just to kind of piggyback off that, you shouldn't fear failure, right? I know like as, as you know, society, we're program to fear failure you know what i mean like going up in school you don't want to get the wrong answer you don't want to do the you know fail the test you know and in the job like you don't want to do anything wrong but it's like you find the bit the best and the most growth inside of failure right because you do something and it doesn't work out whether that's in dieting exercising you know your job schooling whatever and then you can learn from it right it's a learning opportunity it's whenever you fail at something and then you don't at least attempt to learn from it, then 
then you, you don't see any progress. So it's like, if you fail at something and you learn from it, keep going, you know, all right, try it again. You know, I wanted to add to that too. Cause it, you know, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things I thought, I thought about is like, I always make the joke that I just suck at pretty much everything that I do. And like, when I was a younger kid, it was because like, whenever I messed up on something or I failed something, I just stopped trying it. So I just mm -hmm. stopped at like every sport in general because I didn't try, you know, I didn't work. Like I tried once I gave up. Right. And I came to realization that you got to keep going. Like you got to keep going through it. You're going to deal with a lot of L's and then you'll get some W's here and there. But then like, when you look back, all those L's helped you develop the W, you know what I'm saying? Like for, for me in the fitness journey, I made so many mistakes, but I just kept pushing forward and I learned so much as a result of it. I'm still making mistakes to this day, but I'm working on bettering my mistakes. And I can give you a perfect example in what I'm currently doing now with the jujitsu. One of the tips are like, don't be hard. Like, don't be ashamed if you get wrecked, you know, in sparring and don't be ashamed if you don't know what's going on and you're trying to get everything. They're like, it's an overwhelming process for everyone to start. They just said, all we ask of you is to be humble. And I was like, listen, I'm going to be taking L's as many, like as many L's as possible because those L's are a learning lesson. And um, you're not going to be able to beat somebody who's like a blue belt, for example. I'm just a white belt, just trying to learn everything. And like the stuff, you know, being patient in that process in that one of the things they try to teach us is to not use too much strength. And I'm a pretty strong guy. I've, I've kind of realized in jujitsu and it comes with a lot of the weightlifting that I've done in the past, but I can't rely on strength. Because eventually the strength is like, the technique will overcome the strength every time. So I have to be patient in that process to learn the technique over time and not rely too much on strength. And that takes a lot of losing. I, I, you know, I, get, I get gripped in a, a certain way and I have to tap out. My ego doesn't like it, but uh, that's how we're going to learn. You, know, you, sit, you sit back and you think about it. It's like, what, what could I have done to get out of that? Sometimes you'll learn from yourself, for yourself or some other people will tell you, oh yeah, you messed up because you did this. And that's how I've been learning a lot in uh, jujitsu, for example. I think it's an, an excellent point. You know, you're going to take your L's, man. You know, and you just got to overcome. And they're like they're like light L's. It's not not the end of the world if you take an L. Um, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I still, you know, as I said before, I still make the joke that I just suck at pretty much everything. And uh, when if you keep pursuing that suck, you you eventually get good. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Like, and it just comes through a lot of consistency, a lot of learning, a lot of practice. And that's just really what it is. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's like, if you look even just back at our journey, right? Uh, Grant, how many L's have you taken so far just in this year alone? Right? I know, I, I know I've taken like several. I lost 120 pounds. Uh, <laughs> so you. none, none. Grant is, <laughs> Grant's never taken an L, you know? <laughs> I've been losing for months and months and months, man. <laughs> But that's the goal. That's a good point. Uh, I've been taking L's. I'm losing. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the some of the L's I've taken was like, you know, um, Grant. <laughs> so like in the beginning of 2022, uh, after I'd lost like my first 60 pounds, I started getting like super hyper sick. Uh, and no matter what I did, I would wake up every morning and I would wake up super nauseous to the point where like, I felt like I was going to vomit almost all day long. Um, and we couldn't figure out why I was feeling that way. I was eating. Uh, and even in that time, like I had to shift away from my, like my like high protein diet to like eating like a baby. Like I was eating like applesauce and and like, you know, the occasional piece of toast, because every time I like, you know, 17 hours a day, I felt like I was going to vomit. I could barely get anything down. I could barely drink anything. And I was so frustrated. I was like, I don't understand what the hell is wrong with me. Like, what the fuck? And uh, I went to the doctors and the doctors were like, we don't know what's wrong with you. We can give you some nausea medication if you want. And I was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to start taking like prescription narcotics to deal with this constant nausea, you know, because the pharmacy industry is not out to help you. I don't know if anybody didn't know that. <laughs> uh, and so I, I told them, I told my doctor and thankfully she was 
she was willing to work with me. I said, listen, is there like a more of a, like a holistic approach that we could take to this? I don't want to take narcotics just because I'm feeling nauseous. She said, sure, let's try, let's try doing like some ginger and mint tea to settle your stomach. I started doing that and, you know, the problem subsided, but I felt like crap for like a month, a month and a half. Uh, and I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm going to quit. Like, I'm just going to stop. If, if I'm going to feel like this because I'm losing, I don't want to do it. Um, and at the end of the day, our, our current assumption for what that was, was that uh, because your body stores so many toxins in fat tissue, that it was, you know, the amount of fat tissue that I lost, my body was trying to process a shit ton of toxins that I'd been breaking down for those past couple of previous months. And that I was just feeling like the, the toxicity sickness of filtering it out of my body is what our assumption is. We, did, we don't have any guarantees. Um, there's more toxins to go through, <laughs> but uh you know, now I know like, okay, I can drink some ginger tea and it'll help soothe me. Like I'll still feel a little nauseous and it's like, okay, I need to get off the computer. I need to stop doing what I'm doing, go home and like lie down. But taking that L kind of taught me that I need to pace myself uh, and that I need to learn to be more adaptable to, to my day-to-day -day life to fit how my body is feeling in a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and that was something that I was trying to relearn as far as like being in tune with my body. Like six years ago, I think I've mentioned it previously in the, in the show, is that I used to be like really in tune with my body when I was working out a lot, I was probably like 340, 350 or something at the time. Um, but I was working out like four or five times a day while because I was in a weightlifting class and I was required to go to the YMCA and actually work out to get a grade. So I was like, I was highly motivated at that point to to do the workouts. So I'd go and I would hop on the I would hop on the elliptical and I would push myself and then my heart rate would go super high up there. And I had gotten to the point where like I could really control my breathing and force my heart rate back down while moving still and it was i was pretty impressed with myself at that point in time but i definitely noticed like over the time at, over the day over the uh the years as i put on more weight since i haven't been working out that i've kind of lost that attunement to myself and i'm wanting to get back to it where like i like i'll be on a walk and i'll do a little bit of a jog and i'll get my heart rate up and i'll try and you know keep moving and try and do that same method that I was doing before trying to lower my heart rate I can feel it's just not not quite there uh so that's kind of my hope to get there again but you know and and but that's the thing is like everybody's L's are different just like everybody else's circumstances are different you know there's there's chances that a person's going to start losing weight and they're going to get sick you know it's it's just kind of like one of those shitty things that could come around some people just have it slough off and and be like okay cool that's gone but nobody knows until they try and that's uh that's kind of been my expectation it's like okay i'm going to start losing weight again and i might encounter that sickness again but we'll see we'll see how it goes and we'll adapt we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out when, if it happens the l stands for learning <laughs> yeah there you go i like hey. that the l stands for learning dude constantly <laughs> about you know and even like I, I i forgot where i learned this from but like if you're going through this process of like you know this fitness process or even um yeah fit, let's, let's just use fitness for example there's going to come a point where at first you're like oh yeah i know like you got your shit you got the you got the groove of it and you're like feeling good you're like I, I know a lot about fitness but then there's this humbling experience that happens and you're like whoa I just realized there's so much more I need to learn. And then you get frustrated about it. But the frustration just means that there's an there's a big opportunity for you to learn. And um, that's, that happens to us constantly. We're constantly going through those periods where we get super like confident in regards to like exercise and nutrition. I, I'll be honest, I get super confident at a certain you know place where I'm like, oh, I, 
I feel like I know a lot, but then I came to come to realization there's something new that comes out and it's like, oh shit, everything that I learned about this specific topic has to change now because there's this whole entire field of study that the world is crumbling. Pretty much. My my world is falling apart right now. And like those are reality <laughs> checks and some good good kind of learning lessons. And it just tells it tells us to keep, you know, keep pushing forward, keep taking the L's, the learning L's. Yeah. I have a question for you too. So I don't know if you recall, but the other day I posted in our mood lifters chat something from an old, uh, I think he's a Swedish theologist, but he was, he's, his name was Paracelsus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the father of the concept of toxicology. Are either of you aware of what toxicology is? I know a little bit, but not, I haven't really okay. dove in deep. Chris, how about yourself? No, I have no idea. Sure, uh, not a problem. Uh, so toxicology is the study of toxins. Uh, and he made note, uh, one, of his, one of his more famous observations was that the, the specific item isn't the poison or the toxin. It's the dosage. The dosage is the poison. And I was learning about that in my training because I'm going to be dealing with hazardous chemicals and stuff like that. But I, I kind of like, when I read that, I took a step back and I was like, whoa because there have been points in times with my journey where i kind of like i kind of felt that a lot where i was trying to be like like my roommate is very uh old school with her mentality as far as nutrition goes where it's like you know uh only eat chicken rice broccoli and you'll lose all your weight (laughs) like okay that sounds really depressing i want to try and figure it out like in an enjoyable way (laughs) because personally i think that i think that food could be made enjoyable while also being healthy and nutritious uh and not depressing as shit uh and that was something i was thinking about like when i was doing my sugar-free diet i did a sugar-free diet a couple months back and had like almost no sugar every single day um you know i did the same thing in high school and i remembered like the sugar withdrawals, like heroin, you know, mm-hmm. sugar is one of the most addictive substances in, the, in our world right now. And everybody doesn't even know that they're addicted to it because they're taking doses every single day to maintain that sugar high. And don't, they don't realize that if they were to shift their diet to completely cut sugar or like three sugar super low in their day-to-day life, that they would encounter the withdrawals like the heroin withdrawals vomiting sweating you know shaking violently like i i thought i was gonna die in high school when i first went through it uh and i had no clue like i always knew like oh man sugar tastes really good but if i eat too much of it too quickly i feel like really i feel like absolute shit really quickly after that you you get that super high sugar crash uh but after this most recent time where i you know i was trying out this 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 uh multi well they call it direct sales now we'll we'll, we'll say the nice way the direct sales (laughs) company um and they were saying like oh you're gonna do this sugar-free diet here's a supplement to you know help avoid the withdrawals and it actually worked pretty well don't get me wrong so i did the diet it was three weeks long of like basically no sugar basically no nightshade vegetables which uh you know, potatoes, eggplants, paprika, peppers, all the, you know, all the really tasty vegetables. <laughs> um, they're like, you need to avoid all of those. I'm like, dude, are you serious? They're like, okay, if you don't avoid it, just really minimize your intake of all of those. I'm like, fine, I'll be super bland. No peppers in my eggs. No, <laughs> I couldn't put black pepper. It was really frustrating. But uh, I remembered after that, after that we finished the diet and we were like, okay, we can start slowly introducing sugar back into our diet. Cause it's not realistic to not have any sugar. However, it is realistic to limit your sugar mm-hmm. in, uh, as far as like your day-to-day life. And I remember like a few weeks after that, I was like, man, I'm jonesing for some ice cream. And I ordered Baskin Robbins and I had three scoops of ice cream in a bowl. 
and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I finished eating it, and an hour later, dude, I had, like, the opposite of withdrawals. I had, like, an overdose reaction to just all the sugar that I'd just eaten. And it was, like, shaking. I was, I was vomiting. I was, you know, pooping my brains out. I, I thought I was going to die, dude. I thought I was having a heart attack. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's called the cocoa heartbeat test. Um, where you can kind of see if you have a sensitivity to foods, you get a heartbeat monitor, it's like 15 bucks on Amazon, uh, and you put a food in your mouth, you let it sit in there for a minute, you don't chew, you don't swallow, just let it sit, and then you, uh, you, you do a baseline test, so before you eat, the, put the food in, the, in your mouth, you test your heart rate, see where it's sitting at, and then you put it in your mouth, and then you check it again after a minute, and if you have an elevated heart rate, you have an adverse reaction to whatever that food is. And uh, that time when I did that, I did a, I did a baseline check just in case. I was like, curious. In my heart, it was like 68. I was like, all right, cool. Fat guy, good heart rate. Um, and then I ate the ice cream and I checked my heart rate after and it was like 101. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I'm having a super bad reaction to this ice cream. Uh, haven't had much of it late, uh, as of yet either. I've like straight away from eating that, that like super high sugar content foods now I'll, ha I'll have the occasional like halo top ice cream or i'll go to like yogurt land and i'll have like a protein yogurt or something uh but i was thinking about that recently when, it, when i saw that you know the the poison is the dosage and i was just i i, I was just thinking about that a lot that day and that was why i put that in there because i wanted to talk a little bit about it what do you guys think about you know, when, when you were saying that, uh, especially with the sugar, um, I've been on a, in the past, I mentioned this in a previous video, but in the past, I went on a ketogenic diet. Um, ketogenic diet was not good for me um, just because my exercise was a higher intensity style of exercise. And I completely eliminated all sugar, everything sugar. And I had, I had uh, almost passed out because my blood sugar was low. And it came to realization that like, you know, you need some, right? And I think the best option for sugar is fruit. Fruit's going to be the best option for sugar. But then even then you want to take into consideration to moderate that as well. Um, one thing I was thinking about while you're saying this is like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this, but if you eat apple seed, there's like a small amount of cyanide in it. So like if you eat a ton of them, it could kill you. Yeah. But yeah. You, you need a ton of them because the dose makes the poison. Basically, you need freaking... Yeah you know <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing with almonds and, mer and mercury oh yeah that's right interesting yeah but that, that's it it's a dose makes the poison and it's like you can have like a very small trace amount and uh you'll get some good benefits from it but if you have too too much of it it could be toxic to you and i actually could tell you guys a story where i had a ton of vitamin a and i could not use the bathroom I had trouble uh, peeing basically. And it was cause oh. I like, I like had a ton of, I was eating carrots for like a, a week straight, just like meal after meal. And that's, that was probably like thousands of percent of vitamin A and vitamin A is easy to basically OD on cause you can have a ton of it. So you gotta be careful in moderation. And that's why it's like, when they say like, oh yeah, if you eat polar bear meat, it'll kill you. And it's because all the vitamin A concentration in their meat. And huh. uh, yeah, it's very interesting. And then also, you can, I can also add to that also, uh, I overdosed in caffeine. Um, that's a good story. I had a ton of monsters. I feel like that's really easy to do. Yeah, nowadays. no, it is. Especially it is. in like the gym life with like, oh, I got to take my pre-workout. I had yeah. coffee this morning. <laughs> Dude, that whole thing is like research supports that like 200 milligrams of caffeine is good for exercise performance. Um, 400, 400 milligrams a day is good for the average person. is the maximum for the average person. But some people go into grams. I went into grams and I almost passed out in my workspace. I was sitting there and like things started, I started hearing like people talking from a distance and I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> started vibrating into another dimension. <laughs> dude, dude, I was, I was working at uh, my, my rental car job at the time and I was working at the airport and they had this underground structure. So I'm like, I, I wasn't getting much sun. Right. And like, I I'm still kind of a white guy. Right. But I was extra white that day. And they're just like, dude, you look like shit. What the hell is going on? I'm like, oh no. And I thought about it. I was like, oh shit, I had too much caffeine. I'm ascending. I'm ascending. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, just, I don't know if I ever tell you guys the story, but like 
I told the, the area manager because he came out. He's like, hey, Tony, how's it? You look like shit. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I, I can't work. Like, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. He's like, all right, you need to get you need to get um, out of here. Like, you just need to get the hell out. Um, I was able to, you know, recuperate a little bit. I, I was driven to, I was shuttled to my car. And I just remember driving home and it just felt like, uh, it felt like that scene of uh, the original Dark Knight, Batman Begins, where he gets poisoned by a scarecrow. And he's coming there, Ooh, like he's like going and he's like, <laughs> and like I, I literally like was in a suit and I passed out. I like slammed and hit the bed and I passed out and I just woke up dripping in sweat and I'm like, I'm alive. I was like, since then, dude, 400 milligrams of caffeine, that's it. Like that, that's my limit. And that's like, if I'm going to have uh, energy drinks, it's going to be those 200 milligram energy drinks like Ghost. Or it's also why like my, our pre-workout has 200 milligrams of caffeine. It's like, if I can show it on the screen or it's super blurry, but anyway. Cameron's um, not vibing with you. <laughs> yeah, not, not today, but uh, it's 200 milligrams of caffeine, one scoop, that's all you need. Like, no, you don't need three scoops. You don't, <laughs> you don't need, like, one scoop is all you need. You don't need to rely on that, like, overdose on caffeine to get to that certain point where you're just, like, anxious all the time. Like, you don't want that. You don't want that effect. That's not, like, that's not an effect that you can, you're able to focus in the gym on. I, I, I got to tell these youngins, it's like, if you go past the 400 milligrams of caffeine, you're anxious during your workout session, it's not going to be a good workout session. Whereas like, if you're focused and energized throughout the workout session, because of the 200 or 400 milligrams of caffeine, that's a good spot. Stay there because you're able to focus on your lifts and not sit there like, oh, I got to, I got to lift this shit. And I can't, you can't even focus on like pristine form and stuff. You know? <laughs> does, does having a higher concentration of caffeine have any kind of impact on cortisol levels? when you get yes. to like high levels of anxiety does that have an impact on your your overall uh like performance as far as like progress goes i i would think so um it you know i haven't looked in deep in this but that's a really good question um i just know that uh with caffeine it's like your body builds up on adenosine and adenosine is like essentially this way for you to get more tired right throughout the day and if you uh you know, the stuff that you do throughout the day, like physical exertion and all that stuff builds up the adenosine. And then eventually it gets, your adenosine gets to a certain point where it's like your body wants to go to sleep, right? And caffeine blocks that. So it's, it's like that whole thing too. And I tell people it's like eight to like four to eight, maybe even eight to 10 hours before bed. If you're super like sensitive to caffeine, stop taking, stop drinking caffeine. Um, that's going to be helpful for sleep quality and stuff. And it's, it's because of that. Like when you're, you're blocking that adenosine, like you're, you're awake, right? And I, I believe I have to look in a little bit more with this in regards to the connection with cortisol and stuff. But if you have too much of it, it's going to, that anxiousness is going to be like, it's, it's a stressor in its own, you know? And like, you yeah. really want that. You really want that anxiousness, like of all the milligrams of caffeine you took, you know? <laughs> well, that was, that was kind of like a secondary thought process that I was going down as far as like the Paracelsus thing, or it's like, you know, the, the dosages, the poison. I was like, you know, I wonder how applicable that is to like the mental psyche of people you know the dosage of stress the dosage of pleasure yes. the dosage of pain and i was thinking about you know that book you recently read as far as like having to have stressors in your life and i was like okay but there's you know there's a point where the dosage can mm -hmm. be too much and it has adverse effects on the day-to-day -day life of people because it's like most recently my stress has been through the freaking roof <laughs> and uh yeah it's just been a lot of stuff that i was thinking about but uh going back to the you said adenosine adenosine yeah adenosine uh does adenosine go hand in hand with melatonin production or yes 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 it does okay so like awesome. uh, uh it's a whole entire i have to like, I don't want to like butcher it because, uh, I'll, I'll send you a podcast episode of Andrew Huberman. Um, he talks cool. about like, uh, adenosine buildup and sleep. And I think it's a very good, good podcast. I'll also throw in the Facebook group too. Um, Isn't that the like, name of the, the kid from big mouth, <laughs> Andrew <maybe>. Huberman, <laughs> but no, he's a, he's a, uh, I think he's a, a neurologist. He's okay. And, like, cool. he, does, he does these long podcasts, but you can kind of find bits and pieces of it that, that are super helpful. I try to sit down in his podcast, like listening to his podcast in one sitting, and there's just so much information that my brain's like, Bleh, you know, so like, uh, so, go ahead. So in the, in the drift for Reforged, which one is, is there any ingredients in here that works with adenosine and melatonin to like 
boost that sleep. Yeah. So uh, with I a, finally got mine. Finally yeah, got yeah. it. I, I appreciate you for that. You're incredible. And, and you could see it. It's not blurry. But, <laughs> but uh, you already know melatonin. Like uh, at night, your body will produce melatonin. And if you get that extra kick, one milligram is a pretty solid amount for you to fall asleep. Um, what I also included in drip is L-theanine. And L-theanine is found in green tea. And it pr produces that calming effect, right? And um, with that, um, okay. you guys know, like when you drink green, green tea, there's a small amount of caffeine. Well, I wanted to extract that from the caffeine and uh, drift like that L-theanine will bring that calmness. And then we also included lemon balm in there. Lemon balm gets you drowsy when you have a certain amount. So I put 600 milligrams of it and you, you get kind of drowsy as a result of that. So all those things work together in addition to the magnesium and the glycine to help you sleep through the night. And um, it, it helps that calmness before bed. Um, it doesn't it doesn't eliminate the effects of caffeine, but um, research supports that like a combination of caffeine and L-theanine, if you put them together, for example, will help with focus and stuff. It will kind of reduce that anxious feeling of um, that comes from caffeine. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was looking at this. And I was like, huh, one one milligram or my microgram or milligram. Was that one one milligram or microgram? Milligram, right? Oh, milligram, milligram. Milligram. One milligram of melatonin is like I was thinking about that. I was like, man, you know, there are people that I talk to who take like 10, 15 dude, milligrams of that melatonin. Stresses me out. I'm like, dude, you're taking way too much fucking melatonin. And they're like, they're like, no, no, I need it to fall asleep. I'm like, that you're getting to the point where like it's gonna be counteractive. Yeah. And and you know, I I've had people be like, Yeah, I started with five. And now I'm up to 15. It's like, yeah, it's because you're poisoning yourself. <laughs> Dude, my, my cousin was up to 10, right? And I was like, just try my drift. Please try my drift because all the other ingredients, I made it for that reason. I'm like, I'm not trying to get the 10 milligrams of caffeine. If I can just get one and a couple other ingredients to help me fall asleep, done, right? And since then, he's been trying it. He's like, I don't need my 10, 10 milligrams of caffeine anymore. I'm like, you never did. You mean melatonin? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah, you're saying caffeine. I was like, that's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, I, meant, I meant melatonin. I'm sorry. He was going. He was going on oh, three yeah. milligrams of uh, uh, melatonin. Yeah, that's just. It's just funny. That seems like I keep falling back to that phrase. And I'm like, man, that guy had some. That guy was onto something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if you look he at it, before his time. That's a lot of stuff. And then, like I was telling you about that that book, Dopamine Nation. Um, how she argues that like. You need some stressors and going back to that, we'll probably conclude with this, but like exercise is a stressor in its own, but it elicits certain responses to your body after a small amount. Like I'm not going to obliterate myself in a workout session. The next day I can't move my arms and shit. Like I, I, I want to get in a workout session where I feel good afterwards. And then the next day I may have some soreness and stuff, but there's some adaptation that's occurring throughout the process where it's not only muscle growth, but it's also helping my, my body um, get rid of, you know, any type of things that. I don't want in my body, you know, you know, ex expending calories and stuff, and then also helps with sleep quality and all this stuff. So it's like, if you introduce those small bouts of physical activity, for example, you're going to get some result, you know, you're going to get some benefits from it. And it's like, it's pretty much the same with all sorts of nutrition and stuff. Like if you have too much of something, it's not good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only seems truer and truer as days go by. I think you I'm having a little too much it too. politics lately. <laughs> Was that? So I think I'm having a little too much politics lately. <laughs> Dude, I've been I've been trying to take a step back, and I've been reading a lot of philosophy, and I'm just like, all right, I'm I'm happier here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happier here, just like you know, contemplating the meaning of life for myself. Like, <laughs> there you go. But guys, we're we're way past. Um, did you want you guys want to add anything to this, or anything you have questions for? No. I'm, I'm doing good. Chris, did you have any thoughts about uh, Paracelsus or anything like that? Well, it seemed like we went a little bit away from how to raise your mood and dieting to how to slowly poison your significant. <laughs> no, 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 because we're, yeah. we're applying it to our health and nutrition, our mental wellness. Yeah, so if it gets to a certain point, bro, if you if you overdose on something, it's going to make your life miserable. Like you might I, I get it, man. You're like, <laughs> if you, but if you eat enough apple seeds, have cyanide, wink. You know, it's, it's, like, it's not a suggestion, <laughs> guys. Guys, please, that's not that, that's not what this intent is of this podcast. Like our podcast is to lift your mood, not end it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not to end your mood. <laughs>
but for real though, any anything you guys wanted to touch up on other than that? No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right, guys, I want to thank you all for watching. Um, if you have any questions or anything, throw in the Facebook group, direct message me. We're more than happy to discuss any topics you want in regards to exercise, nutrition, sleep, supplementation, and all that stuff. And then with that, I want Grant to take it away, and we'll close with him. Yes, sir. We appreciate everybody for listening, and we got one last question for everybody watching. Have you lifted your mood today? Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for watching and we'll see you in the next one take care take care well.